and welcome to Talking Property with CBRE. I'm Catherine House, your podcast host, and I'm ready to dive into a really interesting topic today around what to do with older style apartment blocks. I'm joined by Warren Livesey, the founder of Buy Airspace, who's also head of the Association of Rooftop and Airspace Development. He's a passionate advocate for using the airspace above apartment blocks to help solve our current housing crisis. I'm also pleased to welcome Toby Silk, a director in CBRE's Metropolitan Investments team. Toby's actively involved in selling apartment blocks to investors and is seeing huge demand given the current tight rental market. So, is the only way up and how much potential is there in the airspace market? Alternatively, should the owners of these blocks be thinking about selling to cash in on the current investor demand? So, Warren, let's start with airspace. What is it and how did you get involved in this market? And I guess, why are you so passionate about the opportunities this market presents? I've heard you describe this as a $150 billion opportunity in Sydney alone. Yes, so I've been doing it for the last 25 years, Uh, did it 10 years in London and New York, and been doing it here in Sydney for the last 15 years. Um, So typically, the airspace is anything, when you buy a property, you actually own the airspace all the way to heaven and all the way down to hell. It's just the actual council that restricts you from actually putting on anything over and above what is actually required. And it's not just apartments also, so you can do this above office blocks as well. Absolutely. It's very popular overseas, um, primarily shop tops, commercial buildings, residential buildings. Um, so there's just a big focus on Strata at the present moment because it actually has the largest amount of airspace available that's not being used opposed to those other two criteria. And I guess it's a market that has really taken off in those other markets that you talked about earlier. Why do you think we've been a bit slow to the party in Australia? Well, we haven't really had to worry too much about space. Density is very a very big question in, obviously, parts of Europe and the US, uh, as well as the UK. Airspace development is uh, close on an $86 billion industry just in the UK. They have actually approved 180,000 airspace homes in and around hospitals and transportation hubs. And how I've guesstimated what it is potentially worth here is uh, in New South Wales, we have about 90,000 strata apartments or blocks. And of that, your average strata block is about an 8 to 12 unit scheme that is generally a three-story walk-up with about 300 square meters of roof space that's not used, typically a pitched roof. So that 90,000 times 300 square meters not being used, that's 27 million square meters times that of an average of, say, ten to twelve to 15000 a square metre for sale value, and you're actually looking close on to $400 billion. But assuming anything worse than that, that's the maximum part of sales price. Yeah, and I know that um, we've got a new New South Wales Strata Commissioner, and one of his focus areas is, you know, how do we kind of look at maintaining these older-style properties? So that's one of the attractions isn't it in this whole sort of in your airspace that you can, you know, if you're an owner in one of these blocks by selling off that airspace, you know, fix some of the defects that there might be in these older blocks, particularly coastal properties. Well, absolutely. Um, Look, a lot of these older blocks, they have these old roofs that are leaking. They're generally non-fire compliant as in the top floor owners, there's generally a fire gap that can jump over. And on average, your average strata block owes about 
$500,000 worth of expected capital works to be planned over the next 10 years. And what they've been looking at is how they're going to afford that. Presently, it's been either increasing the quarterly levy or doing special levies when the actual work is being required. But most of us don't have the money. So the most typical and the most uh, prevalent option is to actually sell the airspace above them. And we're certainly not advocating for strata owners to do it themselves. That's been the real testing part here in Australia because ultimately, you know, strata owners are not typically trained up in this area. They don't normally have the funds and they may not always get on very well with each other. So, you know, the best way to actually adapt or unlock that airspace is by negotiating or tendering out the airspace to an airspace developer and doing a joint venture contract with someone that actually knows what they're doing, they have the finances involved, and they will look after the whole project from start to finish. Yeah, I guess that is really one of the the big challenges and maybe even more so in other states than New South Wales. In New South Wales, we have, you know, you only need to get a 75% agreement from strata owners. In other states, it's 100%. I guess, Toby, that's why you're finding that maybe some people are opting for an easier route in terms of, you know, selling a block rather than going down the airspace road. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, in terms of what Warren is suggesting and and what we do in selling these apartment blocks, generally uh, the apartment blocks that we sell are owned by one owner who owns the whole block, whereas Warren's talking to the fact where you've probably got multiple owners in a building um, and they're all trying to work towards getting the the building remediated or whatever it may be. But we're finding that there's huge demand for these apartment blocks at the moment where owners are selling them in one line. And some of these blocks aren't strata titled like they are in in Warren's case. Um, So they're all owned on one title, which is a a deposit plan. And effectively, the reason that they're so in demand right now is because we're seeing such huge rental growth in the residential marketplace at the moment. That kind of goes back to what happened with COVID. With COVID, borrowing was effectively free and uh, it was cheaper for people to buy properties rather than rent. Uh, Now with all the interest rate rises that we've had, uh, the converse is now true. So people trying to rent over buy and we have such a shortage of rental property, which was taken up over COVID by owner occupiers. So we're in a bit of a a tight bind there, unfortunately, and um, a lot of investors are looking to capitalise on that. So these uh, apartment blocks give investors the opportunity to take advantage of that rental growth that we're seeing. And in 2022, we saw residential rental growth in apartments grow by 35%. Just last year, we saw them grow by 6.5%. Um, and this year, it's probably going to moderate to you know somewhere around 10% or so. So there's huge growth to be had in that sector. Other opportunities that these apartment blocks provide an investor is, if it is on one title, is you could start a title the apartment block. Um, and if you strata title it, you uh, can apply for a residential loan as opposed to a commercial loan. And you can actually unlock some more equity, which you can then use to invest into another asset, or you could actually sell down the property individually. So there's opportunities there to take a few different angles for an investor and diversify their risk. So there's clearly a lot of different options that you can consider if it's held in one block if it's multiple owners. Warren, maybe if we go back to you, it'd be great to get an example of where the airspace market has worked really well. You know, I've been reading a lot about Sky Tamarama in Sydney as being a bit of the poster child for how you can make this 
work well if you're an owner in a in a strata block. I was looking at that and they managed to sort of fund 10 million of works by adding two penthouses at the top of the building. But it does take some time to get people to, you know, when you're working with multiple owners to get them to come to an agreement on something like this. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, I actually got involved in that 12 years ago, talking through the various different options. Look, it's amazing that they've done it, but it's fraught with danger, sadly. In order to get all 75% of the owners on board, in order to get those penthouses, they would have had to have voted 75% 14 separate times to get the majority through. So that's when they did the DA, the construction, the loans and the likes. And so at any one time, they can maybe not get the majority and therefore it can kill the actual development altogether. And that, and that would be possibly one of the main reasons why we don't have much strata development here. Whenever the, the uh, property departments are trying to look at where they can put housing, they, they never look at strata because they see it as, as being too difficult. And it really is. I mean, I joked about it earlier, you know, ultimately it's death, divorce, and then strata meetings. No, no one wants to do it. And, and, you know, they don't generally want to work with their other part, especially, you know, when it comes financially. So really the, the key to unlocking these 80,000 odd older apartment blocks is actually to not to get the owners out of the way, but ultimately to get a developer in earlier. And what I mean by that is they ultimately, they determine that there's airspace above. Generally, that's being given to them because they're close to a transportation hub or a hospital area, as we've been hearing of late. And, you know, they're having to replace their roof, which is a liability. And so what we're doing is we're putting a title around that particular liability and we're creating an asset from it by building these new homes. So ultimately, what we're doing is we're tendering out the airspace. We get a number of interested airspace developers and they ultimately negotiate a call options contract, which allows the developer to go ahead and submit the development application to council on their behalf. So the owners are not having to pay for anything. They're not having to agree uh, that 14 times. They only need to do it the once and the once only. And Warren, if I am someone who is a strata owner within an apartment block, and I think that this applies to me because I've got a few issues going on in my apartment block at the moment and we're up for a huge uh, special levy and we're finding it hard to make ends meet. Um, Where would I first start to understand whether or not I would even comply with the opportunity to potentially sell my airspace in my apartment block and and where would I start? Well, look, every apartment block, as you know, has generally a 10-year capital works plan. They have to itemize what general works needs to be done to the, the apartment block over those 10 years and generally how they're going to fund doing it. So primarily it's either the quarterly levy going up or we said about the special levy, but the alternate of, of course, is selling the airspace. So how would they know? Um, generally, most of the older blocks, anything that's more than 10 years, will actually have a pitched roof. They're concrete, tiled, generally, as we said before, non-fire compliant, nor are, are leaking. So there's already an existing space there, and you've already got the existing level. So you're not actually looking to go any higher. You are looking to potentially add further bulk and scale to that particular building. And on general sense, from stru- I'm not a structural engineer, but most buildings can actually take one to two additional lightweight levels. And these rooftops generally are very heavy. The concrete tiles are about 100 kilos per square meter. So by taking off eight to nine tons and putting on 14 or 15, it's not that large a degree. But ultimately, you should assume that you can use the airspace. You own it, 
council, they generally allow you to exceed the height controls by putting in a section 4.6. It's just that several councils actually ask for 10% of the reward. So where Bronte, uh, you know, the average square meterage rate going up is $21,000. They're looking for $2,100 of that. So you can, in fact, buy the airspace from council if they don't allow it. You just need to confirm that obviously that particular space and the building can take that particular weight. But just jumping to your earlier point as well, Toby, is that we most of these older blocks, they have two sets of stairwells. So the front stairwell egress is what we need now. They're actually, we, what we're doing is we're replacing the rear stairwells with a lift. And that goes straight up to the top floor. And that allows actually residents to be able to access each individual floor going up to that as well. So even your downsizers, you know, going into an old block will be able to have a lift that they can go into that particular apartment block, as well as to their apartment, as well as the existing owners will be able to stay longer in their existing strata blocks because of the lift, therefore not requiring as many old age home uh, schemes if we fix up what we've got. So what cut through are you getting with government on this? I know you've been talking to a lot of, you know, government people of late and I think you've got Tim James on board from a few articles I've been reading. You know, what's the government response to this? I was just at the uh, local council in um, Liverpool. I met with the mayor and everyone is so interested in the idea. It's so it's a concept that they've never really considered or it had any viability to it. But um, from a federal point to state government to local council, they've all been very positive and wondering how they can incentivize this type of development. It's good to hear because we definitely do have a real housing crisis at the moment. I guess let's flip back to the investor side, Toby. How do you see the market going this year? Obviously, you had some really great results last year on selling apartment blocks outright, and this was just for, I guess, your single owners. Do you see that momentum continuing this year? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we see it, that it's going to be a very strong year, especially with the fact that we've seen that inflation data is on the way down, um, which means that it's unlikely that the Reserve Bank's going to increase interest rates this year. And if anything, it's more likely they're going to cut interest rates. And that's brought a newfound confidence to the market. And we haven't seen a January this active before. So um, I think uh, that's a number of things. I think also, at the end of last year, we saw on Melbourne Cup Day, the Reserve Bank put up interest rates, um, which killed the momentum going into Christmas. And we typically have very strong momentum going into Christmas, and that just didn't happen last year. So I think that's kind of been pushed over to this year. And the fact that we've seen a few positive news articles come out, uh, I feel that buyers are now thinking that we have hit the bottom of this cycle and uh, now trying to get into the market before the property market runs away from them and try and get themselves a good opportunity. So we are seeing huge amounts of uh, properties coming to market and also huge amounts of buyers as well. So it should be an exciting time ahead for um, us in 2024. Also, I wanted to touch on the fact that what Warren's doing with his uh, selling airspace in apartment blocks, uh, we also do sell apartment blocks that are owned by a collective. So, for example, they're strata titled and owned by many different people. We generally sell them as development sites. So, for example, the existing property no longer provides the highest and best use for the land that it sits on. So, it's 
underdeveloped would be the word. And we can come along and we can sell the whole site to a developer who knocks down the old apartment block and then put something there which is more akin to what people will be looking for and that would appeal to the downsizer. So we have an ageing population in Australia and there's a lot of downsizers who want to uh, find something that's a little bit more conveniently located to amenity as well as providing a little less maintenance than a house does. And there's not many products out there within the market that would actually appeal to the downsizer. So generally, if you're looking for something that's very high end, um, if it can have views, the better, but especially important is to be close to amenity. And they generally want three bedrooms. So one bedroom for themselves, one bedroom for a study or for their kids, and then the third bedroom is for the grandchildren. Now, in actual fact, if it, I don't think it plays out like that where everyone kind of stays over one night, but that's what they want to have in their mind as being the perfect property. So a lot of the apartment blocks that are currently out there at the moment, especially the age ones, they just don't facilitate what they're after and they don't also have the infrastructure in them as well. Like um, you need lifts and things like that and they want to ensure that they're future-proofing these properties for them to accommodate because it's their forever home. They don't see themselves moving out of this property and it's not a stepping stone. So they want to ensure it's high-end luxury and has everything that they want and ticks all their boxes. Where we do come into some circumstances where Warren's airspace would be quite attractive is sometimes you do find these apartment blocks in very nice locations that even if the people are to sell out to a developer, the chances of them being able to buy an apartment within that same location on the money that they've been given by the developer is next to nothing. Um, so they want to stay in that same location, but the block generally has some issues. So for example, it doesn't have a lift in it. And so they will know that they're getting on in years and soon they won't be able to walk up those stairs. So what they need to do is, is talk to someone like Warren who can potentially activate the roof space and use that to convert into some more apartments. And then they can use that money to then upgrade their building and make sure that um, they future proof their position in that property. So it's a definitely a niche within the market. And there's a lot of people that I think could find huge advantage in uh, what Warren is proposing. So are you working with many owners at the moment, Warren? Absolutely. Uh, look, it's really an educational uh, situation where 90% of the people I'm speaking to have never even heard of it, never contemplated it. It's always ultimately being a sellout scenario, a move out, a demolition, and then a rebuild, and then sadly sale to the highest bidder. And it's kind of a non-community type spirit, I feel, where airspace actually allows the community to profit from the uplift. They're the ones that actually make the money from the development going up. They use that money to fix their building and improve their lifestyle. And they are able to stay living there and invested in their building. So it gives them a method to continue their lifestyle, but not actually having to dip into their own pocket to pay for it. And I guess one other thing that I found really interesting when I was looking into this whole sort of topic was the ability to create key worker housing, which is one of the real issues that we have, particularly in markets like Sydney, when we're trying to house, you know, lower income professionals and you can do these developments potentially around, say, fire stations, you know, ambulance stations and, and provide for that key worker housing. Is that something that's really kind of interesting government at the moment, do you think? It is ultimately the biggest airspace development overseas. So from Europe, France, UK, even Boston, 
It's the local council that have become the largest airspace developers, and they are primarily putting uh, rooftop homes in and around hospitals, as you said, transportation hubs, uh, fire, as well as police stations, and as well as all the affordable housing is going on their existing council blocks. So it's funny enough, not the individual residential owners, it's actually councils that now are doing multiple projects. Uh, Just one came up, 24 houses approved on council lots. So it it would be two to three times that of your your general person. But here in Australia, we we can build close on 100,000 new airspace homes in around our hospitals, as well as for our essential workers. So I see nothing needs to be knocked down and replaced. And really the key aspect of airspace development is it's the greenest housing solution available. It truly is in the fact that, you know, by not demoing the building and by putting a, a carbon neutral building on top, generally wood structured, and therefore not having to build these carbon intensive concrete blocks with defects, you know, we can actually save up to 100 million tons of carbon by actually following the purpose of 100,000 airspace homes opposed to traditionally how we're doing it now. And I guess for both of you, it's clearly not just a Sydney phenomenon. We've talked a fair bit about Sydney here, but you know there are opportunities for owners and investors around the country. Yeah, absolutely, Toby. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we uh, sold some apartment blocks in WA, so it's not something that's just unique to New South Wales by any means. Um, developers and investors will seek properties across Australia as long as it ticks the boxes that uh, they are looking for. And they're not going to be biased as long as it stacks up based on their spreadsheets, then they're happy to to go for it. So um, no, definitely not a phenomenon unique to, to New South Wales by any means. And we see these transactions happening all across Australia. Thank you so much for your time, Warren and Toby. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the airspace market evolves. And I'd love to touch base with you going forward, Warren, because I think it's a, a really interesting area to explore. But also really interesting to see whether this heat continues in the investment market. And I know you've got a few auctions coming up, Toby, that I'll have to check in on you with. So thank you so much for tuning in to this latest episode of Talking Property with CBRE. If you like the show and want to check out more, visit cbre.com.au slash Talking Property or subscribe through Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast hosting platform. I'd also love to hear from you with questions, feedback or ideas for future podcasts. You can email me via talkingproperty at cbre.com. Until next time. <laughs>